Let's not go that far. Come Let's on, not go that Joey. far. So I've, I'm reliably informed that I, I, I will not fit in the Sparky <laughs> suit, uh, for, for, for which I am eternally grateful <laughs> anyway. So yeah. who knows, if things get tough, I might be best hidden in a mascot uniform so people don't actually know it's me anyway. <laughs> Welcome to the How I Got Here podcast with me, David Elliott. Ravenhill, the Kingspan. There have been some great sporting moments here from Ulster teams throughout the years. I've also had some pretty um, pretty momentous sporting moments here. In fact, only one um, back in 1993 at the second 15, the inaugural second 15 Schools Cup final where we drew 18-all with a Campbell team, which, well, that's the less said about them, the better. This week, we have a sporting great who has made the transfer from the rugby pitch to the boardroom with ease. Johnny Petrie is Chief Executive of Ulster Rugby, a post he took up at the end of 2018. He may be more familiar as a hard-hitting wing forward for Glasgow Warriors and Scotland. And today, we're going to delve into his career journey to find out how he got here. Johnny, to start with, I want to get a bit of an idea about what a typical day in your current role is like. Um, and you've already hinted that it's kind of busy. Talk us through yeah. your normal, normal, normal twenty-four hours. I think, uh, I, I, I think for me, the uh, finding it such a such a varied scope here um, has has been has been great, but it's been a bit of an eye opener as well, just with the. Uh, the, the the sheer variety of things that that, that, that go on. Um, I, I mean, I guess in respect of of, of, of my day to day, where um, I tend to like to start early um, I, because I uh, um, I find it's nice to get a bit of a gap and a bit of space um, to uh, to just get myself into the day. So I would normally be um, at my desk usually for about quarter past half seven, something like that. Um, I stay out in uh, um, out in Bangor, out in the North Down Riviera. So uh, um, it's quite nice having a a whole twenty five minute commute coming into coming into town. Now I'm used to back in Scotland. I was about an hour and a half away from Murrayfield. So um, quite nice just to be able to still have something left in my cup of coffee when I get into work in the in, into work in the morning. Um, so I think when I came across here, people said I was when I said I was living out in Bangor. Um, people said I was uh, I was mental because it was such a long way away. It was kind of, well, by comparison to where I've been, it was yeah, it, it was fine. So uh, um, so yeah, I, I tend to start early. Um, will uh, will will try and catch up on myself uh, for sort of the first hour that I'm in before the vast majority of folk are are, are in here. And then once you're in the meat of the day, um, I, um, it's. There's a lot of meetings, um, and I, I I tend to like to work in getting in front of people and speaking to people and being present. Um, so I'm not terribly structured in the way that I operate. Uh, so I um, spend a lot of time with all the various members of my senior management team uh, on on the phone quite a lot as well. But really dealing with the all the different aspects of uh, of of the running of the professional club but also the, the the governing body aspect of looking after the sport in general so when you've got from your top level international players down to your your your, your minis and your and, and your kids and, and and you've got a business to run along the side of that it's uh, it all mounts up so the days are the days are very busy um, and there's not really a particularly typical uh, 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 typical day i mean today for example of 
Um, I've been uh, um, uh, welcoming the Northern Ireland Forum for uh, uh, for human rights to the stadium here at wow. Kingspan. Um, so um, I've been dealing with issues with with with, with team travel, um, and uh, I've got our, our management committee on our board tonight. So. Um, I, I, I tend to jump around between things quite a lot and I'm sure that maddens the, my, my PA Sarah quite a lot as well who tries to keep me in check but that's kind of the way I quite like to operate and, and but very much like to be to, to be present and, and be in the middle of things and get your sleeves rolled up. This is a career podcast and, and your career is kind of it's, it's split into two quite nicely yeah. uh, one, one which is playing rugby and one, yep. one which is obviously in the more management side of things take me back to take me back to when, when you first got into rugby and, and, and then kind of how you progressed through the ranks yeah, I mean I, 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 I was never really that good at rugby um, <laughs> I, 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 certainly in my formative years um, I'd um, got into into mini rugby back in Scotland. It was my dad who played rugby. My 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 elder brother played played rugby as where well. Where did you go? So, um, I grew up in Dundee, Dundee, which is where I know half of half of Northern Ireland yeah, from because everyone goes say. to university there anyway. Yeah. So it's it's uh, I feel on familiar territory coming across <laughs> uh, coming across here anyway. But um, I, so yeah, I grew up in a, in, a, in a sort of rugby family. Played at my local mini rugby club. Um, played at my uh, uh, played at my school, but never really particularly excelled. Um, I played in the backs until I was uh, right the way through school as well. And then after after school, I started to um, uh, started to fill out and and uh, had a bit of a, a sort of a, a growth spurt and putting on bulk and um, ended up just moving into the forwards and things just just took off from there. Um, I was at university um, uh, at St Andrews studying French at the time. Um, ended up doing a, a year abroad in France as part of my degree course. Um, I pretty much played semi-professional rugby when I was out there and when I came back. Uh, from that, I, I, I got offered a, um, a, a professional contract um, with what was a, a Glasgow Glasgow Caledonians, it was called. It was different, mm-hmm. slightly different names, but um, and, and and given where I was at that time, my um, I probably um, I'd had a period where I was trying to manage my university education alongside my burgeoning sporting career at that time as well, and and um, probably was favouring the sport more than my academic studies, put it that way. And um, as is probably only natural when you're that sort of age and you see an opportunity in front of you. Um, and it was uh, the, the the university at the time. It's a very traditional university, not particularly flexible in terms of degree programs, etc. As well, so um, when I got offered a professional contract, I had a clear choice to make between um, right, you either take up your contract to be a professional rugby player, or you continue to study at university. And it, and it was one of the two, and 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 there was really only going to be one winner for for for, for me in that respect. So. So I ended up coming out of university before I'd uh, graduated, um, um, and took up a professional contract with with, with Glasgow, um, and that was me for the next uh, for, for the for, for the next eleven years. Um, so I and uh, yeah, I was very fortunate that that turned out to be the right decision for me. Um, was capped for Scotland uh, within uh, uh, um, within a couple of years of of, of, of coming on board. Um, and was very fortunate to get a, to, to, to get a long career out of, uh, of being a professional sports person. So uh, yeah, I count myself very lucky in that respect. And what's it? I mean, we don't get the chance to speak to professional sports people very often. So yeah. so what's that like? You know, is that 
it's probably to a lot of people doing something that you love it must be fantastic but yeah doing it over and over again it must become a bit like a day job it, it, it does and, well. and, 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 and that's it's changed a lot uh, I mean when I first came into it you were pretty much professional only and you were getting paid for it mm. uh, and not in terms of your the the structure and the science that was put around your put around your week. Um, it was a little bit, um, a little bit here and scare room and, and not terribly scientific in approach. So, um, but you see, I mean, over the course of the time that I was a professional, and even in the 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 the, the ten years, ten eleven years since then, um, the, the it's changed massively. And 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 yeah, these guys work really hard, um, and it, and it was hard graft at that time as well, physically and mentally. It was it it, it was it was really tough. Um, and 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 you learn to you're growing up in the in the public eye, mm-hmm. um, and you have to learn to deal with things and disappointments um, uh, really quite quickly, and you learn to become pretty thick skinned and pretty and, and, and pretty robust with that. So it, it was tough going, but you can um, you can forgive it a lot of its ills and the sacrifices that you have to make because um, you're very lucky to be getting paid to do that and, and and yeah paid at the top level pretty pretty well even at that time um so so it was it was a great thing to get to to get to do and, and when you had the upside of playing international matches or playing matches for glasgow at the weekend it was it was brilliant but i found latterly when i was kind of beset by injuries and uh, and uh, other guys coming through the system uh, that when you were knocking your pan in trading yeah. during the course of the week and not getting the upside of playing at the weekend, um, then that was pretty tough. Mm. Um, and, uh, and and that's where you see that professional sports people have, yeah, have 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 issues with their mental health in respect of of um, being in such an intense environment for a period of time, and that could be taken away from you like that, like that, mm-hmm. or. You can not be selected for, for for a match, and it's someone else's decision that you're not going to play, and that can be pretty tough for young men to mm. young men to deal with. And um, yeah, I've, I I, I kind of found it quite tough eventually as well, where you've, you 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 are always going to get the buzz of playing in big matches, about walking out at Murrayfield in front of sixty seven and a half thousand people. Um, you're always going to get that, but when you fall out of love with training as well, yeah. and it becomes a grind. That's when you've got to be honest at yourself and question why you're why you're really still playing the game. And that was ultimately the point that the point that I got to with it at, at a comparatively young age. I was thirty one when I when, when I retired. Um, that I, um, I decided it was time to time to, to to make the step and go and get myself a proper job. I think anyway. So, but it's tough and it's and it's it's it is easier to stay in the game and try and chase a contract around Europe or around the world when. Yeah. Actually, there comes a time when you need to question why you're still playing rugby, and if it's um, if it's not because you generally want to achieve something, um, then maybe it's the time to, to 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 move on from it. And did you still get? I mean, I know training and everything's up, but did you still get a buzz out of appearing in front of sixty seven thousand yeah. people oh, yeah. at Murrayfield? Yeah, I mean, like? it's it, it's it, it, it's an amazing thing to get to to, to get to do, and um, it's it, it's funny you you it's very different from our. Um, from a, from a, a, a normal career where um, I knew from when I was a wee boy what, what I would love to do, um, and you're you've got a fairly clear and linear path as to 
how I'm going to get there. Right, I'll just keep playing well and keep yeah. doing keep doing my job and keep doing what I'm told, and hopefully it should take care of it take care of itself. So you you have a fairly clear and actually quite fast trajectory um, to to getting to where you getting to where you need to be and and. Uh, um, uh, yeah, it was a great buzz getting to get, getting to do that, but it's quite a false environment as well. It's a total bubble, um, and uh, you, um, yeah, there's the downside of that because um, you have the equivalent. If you make a mistake at work, you've got sixty-seven and a half thousand people that are booing you, and I don't make a mistake in typing something on an email, and I've got a whole pile of people booing me in the background. <laughs> so you are your. You're in a very kind of pressured environment yeah. when you're when, when when you're playing, but also you get a very a very false picture of of of, of, a, of a working environment because um, you could play well in five matches, you could uh, uh, get selected for Scotland, and then as a result of that, you would get a transformational pay change and negotiate a new contract, and you'd be earning double. Um, and 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 that creates a fairly false picture for people that when you come out of of that into the real world of expectations around career development and salary, which actually in reality takes a long time to build up over the course of a over the course of a career. Yeah, yeah. you you decided to call it call it quits on, yeah. on the pitch. Um, yeah, had you a plan? What did you do next? And had you a plan all along about what you wanted to do next, or was it? No, I didn't. I didn't. I think I think everyone in in. Uh, um, Everyone in, in when you're in sport, everyone talks about all these. Oh, you've got so many transferable skills. Um, you're great at working under pressure and goal setting and uh, um, working in a team and um, and and that's all fine and well. But you've got really no idea how to apply those in a different environment. And and uh, and and you when I, when I talked before about it being a bubble, you you go through a career of everything being mapped out for you. That someone tells you what you need to do to be selected uh, so you get on and you do it or what you need to wear on any particular day or where you need to be at this time yeah. or what you need to eat so everything's mapped out for you um, and and uh, and I'd, uh, I'd, I'd I'd wanted to I guess for the last sort of year or so when I was still playing um, I'd wanted to start to think about uh, about what to do but I really didn't have any idea whatsoever I didn't have any idea how to apply my skills in a different way um, I'd gone back for a couple of years after it before before I finished. Two finished two thousand and seven. Two thousand and seven, right? yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but I'd I'd, I'd uh, um, two thousand and five. I I'd worked my way up to. Um, I'd been Scotland captain in two thousand and five, um, and then my first match that was in the summer of two thousand and five. My first match back for Glasgow. First match back for Glasgow in in the September. I dislocated my shoulder. Um, so you then get punted right down the uh, right down the pecking order in the national setup, and I found that very tough to deal with mentally. And, yeah. and after that stage, I knew my shoulder wasn't wasn't right when I came back, and that sort of got me thinking about right. I, I want to start to have a think about other things, and you get interested in other stuff. So I'd spent a wee bit of time. I'd gone back to open university and I'd done a business diploma um, at that point because I wanted to prove to myself that I could I could get the university qualification, which was great. Um, I, but I'd also started to have a look at, okay, well, what could I do here and what would I be interested in and actually what wouldn't I be interested in as well? So you start to rule Just things in and rule, and rule things out. And, 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 and through that process, I eventually got to the point where... Um, 
I'd, uh, I'd met with, uh, it was actually through a, um, a sponsorship they'd announced uh, of the domestic game in, in, uh, in Scotland um, I, with uh, um, SSE, so SSE Air Tristes, they'd be mm. across here now, um, the parent company of, uh, uh, of them, and they'd announced the sponsorship of the domestic game in Scotland. Um, I'd gone along to that as the sort of the Scotland player in a tracksuit press conference chap um, and got... I got chatting to them there and I'd asked about, listen, can I come in and have a chat about perhaps doing some work experience or um, just see what opportunity there might be for me to understand what goes on in the energy industry. Um, and I'd I'd gone up to uh, to go and see them for a chat and um, that would end up lasting um, a chunk of the afternoon and, and came out of it at the, at the end of that with uh, them saying to me, well, um, would you fancy just coming and working for us? Um, and at that point, you're kind of, I refer back to my earlier point of okay well why am I still playing rugby here yeah. um, am I just doing that because it's quite nice to be a professional rugby player or because I genuinely want to achieve something and, 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 and when you look at yourself and you figure out it's the latter then you need to be honest about okay well I think it's time to it's, t- it's time to go here um, so uh, so I had the offer of a, of a new contract with Glasgow um, uh, or a, a, the start of a new career um, and uh, yeah, tough as tough as it was, it was uh, it was time for me to to, to, to start on something on, on something new. But that presents with its own difficulties, where all of your identity around being a rugby player is wrapped up, and you're you're going from being very senior in your career yeah. and right at the top to right. I need to start back down the bottom, and no one really gives two hoots as to I used to what play for done? Scotland. Yeah. They just want you to do something for them now, um, and it's, and it's abs- nearly like coming out of the army or coming out of prison in some respects. You know, there, there is a little bit of of uh, um, because it is so rigid and and, and almost yes institutionalized mm. um, that uh, it's very difficult to adapt. I was always known as Johnny Peter rugby player for a long time. And you find yourself trying to shoehorn into conversations about, well, I used to play rugby. Don't, don't, don't you know? By the way, and it's like, well, I don't, I don't give a toss about that. I, I still so, do. I was a second fifteen player. And well, I still try to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, across the years, yes. Don't you know? I was yeah. a schools cup finalist thirty-five years ago. So, uh, so, so you, you, you do get a bit of that. But, um, but yeah, that was that, that was really tough to really tough to deal with. And you, and you, and you go alongside that when you go into a. Um, I was a, a very corporate environment that I went into. Um, that Monday actually, morning must have been quite nerve-wracking. You know, you talk about being nerve-wracking walking out onto Murrayfield, but going into a brand new job after. Yeah. Oh, so, and, and I kind of, uh, I clearly put on your put on your best suit and your brand new tie, and I walked in, and someone started taking the piss out of my tie, <laughs> and I'm like, "Don't you know who I am, by the way?" And and uh, uh, and uh, and it was really it was really tough. Um, and you sit down at your desk, and uh, you're kind of. Right. Okay. So, what 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 happens here then? Um, so, who's going to tell me what to do or how I need to? So, and no one's managing your diary. No one's got a schedule for you. You need to make things happen for your for, for yourself. And as I say, no one is really caring about what you what what you used to do. Um, so that 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 was really difficult. Um, and uh, yeah, and I had my I had my tough moments mentally on on, on that one as well, and in transitioning between. Between careers, but SSE, where I was at the time, were very supportive, and uh, that was a big thing for me. I wanted to challenge myself in something new, 
And I think being part of a large-scale corporate at that time it afforded me the opportunity of um, being able to move around a bit with without sort of having to go to different companies to to, to do that. So I started off, I did about nine months of, uh, uh, of sort of management development and leadership development, which kind of allowed me to talk about my experiences in professional sport in a, in a, in a different environment. Um, so you didn't really need to have an in-depth knowledge of the the energy industry. Um, I, then I went in to do some organizational development uh, um, stuff and some, 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 some transformation projects around that, which again was interesting and a new skill to, to learn. And um, then I've, I found my way into the, into the sponsorship space. Um, and uh, yeah, that was me for the next sort of five or six years in, in SSE and, and kind of found a bit of an affinity with that within the organization. So it was good to it was good to find your niche and be able to to push forward on that, but you, I did kind of feel for a while like I was just kind of not coasting along, but geez, is this the next thirty five years of my of my working life here? Mm. I think that's where it's, it is when you when you compare it with a normal career path where um, everyone else in a normal career path spends their whole life working up to what they really want to do. Um, I've already done that. So I did that by the time I was 23. I'd already played for Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'd retired when I was 31 and played 45 times for my country. And um, so, right, what's next? So, so the good part of your career effectively is, is, is a very short period of your working life. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and, and that's something you would have been doing anyway, even if you weren't getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's quite a tough prospect to figure out. Right, I'm going to need to do something for the rest of my, the rest of my career. That's what what on earth is going to match up to walking out in front of sixty seven and a half thousand people at Murrayfield? N- nothing is. So you need to have a bit of patience to find out what what what's your thing, mm-hmm. and, and 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 that's why I was able to do that through. Um, through being under the, the the umbrella and the family of a, of a large corporate, but um, yeah, ultimately was fortunate enough to find my way back to back, back to sport and back to back to rugby. So um, SSE uh, yep. five years there. Where to next? Well, I mean, I, I came out of uh, so I've been in, in SSE uh, what seven years in total um, uh, by the end, by the time I left, and and, and I left. Um, I, I guess where I was. Uh, I, I'd grown the function and it was very busy and uh, and it was great but I felt like I wanted to continue to progress um, and I was spending a lot of time away from home um, a lot of time invested in work and I always felt that okay well if I'm going to do that I'm going to spend time away from home and I'm going to invest a lot of my time in work I might as well do it in something that I'm genuinely interested in yeah. um, and when you question that and think right well that's sport um, I, then how do I get myself back involved in that? So I, I'd kept a conversation going with Scottish Rugby at the time um, and I'd started to look at opportunities to perhaps come in at non-exec level or do some advisory group work um, in Scottish Rugby and just again through through conversation uh, with Mark Dodson who's the chief exec there um, I, um, we eventually sort of worked on our well, well why don't you just come back in in a bit of a, I guess, a broad commercial role. There are a number of commercial projects for Scottish Rugby that we're needing looked at um, and come in with a bit of a Minister Without Portfolio role just mm. to 
spin around the organization and see where you see, see where you get to um, and uh, um, that there was a bit of a, a leap of faith or a bit of a punt in that um, uh, but uh, I wanted to get back involved in sport and I, um, and, I, and I knew I could do a good job in there um, so I came back in in 2014 just into that in, in, into that broad commercial operations role. Um, and then in the summer of 2015, after that, um, the, uh, uh, there was an availability that had come up for the managing director role at, at Edinburgh, and uh, I, uh, I offered to uh, to step into it um, uh, through Scottish rugby in the short term, just with a view of I'll come in and put my foot on the ball and just um, manage it for a while. But um, coming in there, you then find that you've got an affinity. Um, and uh, actually you know what you're doing and, and, and actually you're good at it partly because you've got a background in, in rugby from the professional sports side of it mm-hmm. but actually it was more from um, what I'd learned since I stopped playing in terms of running a business and running a business function um, and a, a, a lot of the processes and practices that, that are required around that, you're able to then apply those in a, in, in a sporting context. And plus where you've got the, um, the professional knowledge around the game, yeah. it just started to be quite a nice, quite a nice fit. Um, and, I, and, and I took to it really, really easily and, 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 and really enjoyed it. It's not to say it wasn't tough, but mm-hmm. um, you feel more uncomfortable ground with your subject matter, yeah. Um, and I think just by nature of it, where you've got the, the two sides to the organisation, which I always call the tr- the suits and the track suits. So you've got your corporate organisation, and you've got your 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 playing squad and your coaching staff. And um, I was in a very fortunate situation where I felt I could, through what had happened in my career, um, I, not really by design, but by 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 luck, I suppose. Um, that I could credibly sit across both sides of the organisation, mm-hmm. um, and that was a niche that um, I, no one else really had. And and from Edinburgh, then you landed here. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. What were your first thoughts when you find out about the job? I mean, presumably somebody came looking for you. You know, what what did you know of, of Ulster? What did you what what were your first impressions? Well, I, I'd clearly been across here with with Edinburgh uh, 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 a few times, anyway. So um, I think I'd I'd probably behaved when I talked about that sort of seething mass of swear words. I'd done that from the Edinburgh yeah, side yeah, yeah. in being in the committee box in here. Both sure. I, I think probably gloating over last minute victories over Ulster and things like that as well. So there were a few. Um, yeah. So, so 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 I'd been across here before and I knew it was obviously knew the history of the club and. Um, knew the, the 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 new stadium and the platform that we've got here, but um, I don't think I'd really sort of um, looked at the at the scope of the role and the way that the the way that the sport was set up here in, in on on the island of Ireland. Um, so um, yeah, when I when I got a tap on the shoulder about uh, about having a look at the role, you obviously start to look a bit more a bit more in depth at uh, at that. Um, I, and talk to people you know around uh, around it, and and, and and I guess that's partly with the Dundee connection to Northern Ireland that I know a lot of people across here <laughs> who, who, who I've trusted for a long time. So you can have some uh, some good conversations to find out what the landscape's really really like. And um, 
and I think for me it was it, it was really sort of taking my time to to under well I guess for them to understand me but also for me to understand what it was like across here because you're clearly coming into uh, to a role off the back of a very difficult time for 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 for, for, for the club um, in the past couple of years so I wanted to understand genuinely what I would be stepping into um, I, and I, um, but everything you see about it is is uh, is is largely really positive, um, and uh, and I think the more I looked at it, the more I saw that yeah, that's something that I think would, um, I would be good at, uh, but something that would stretch me as well because the the way the role was structured in Scotland, um, you uh, you were purely looking after the professional club, um, so I and and that was great. Um, I, but there was a sort of quite a strange matrix structure in some respects within Scottish rugby as well and you were directly under the auspices of Murrayfield I, I worked in Murrayfield mm-hmm. um, so so actually in looking at the model across here where there's it's a lot more devolved from Dublin and, and, and the game top to bottom is run at provincial level so the chief exec role has yes responsibility for the professional club for the overall organisation and, 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 and everything that sits under that but also for the, the the growth of the game at domestic level and at participation level um, and that sort of breadth of scope of that role and particularly given that I had a, a, a background that was steeped in club rugby and domestic rugby back in Scotland as well that um, the ability to, uh, to, to take hold of something like that and something that had a platform that was ripe for growth again. Yeah, um, was a really interesting place to to to, to come to, and um, I'd had a number of um, really good conversations and really good sessions with people from Ulster and IRFU through an interview process, which was pretty robust. Mm. Um, I, and uh, then you have to have the conversation at home around. Uh, okay, well. Um, are we prepared to go and do this if we get offered it? And, and, and yes, you have the conversation about about that at yeah. a theoretical level, um, but then when it actually happens and someone says, um, uh, we'd like to offer you the job, then everything's kind of, yeah. all right, okay, so we're really doing this now, are we anyway? So, uh, but um, it's clearly, a, a, it's a big step in some respects and, and a lot of people look at that as, a, um, what is the, uh, um, what was the reason that I would step away from Scottish rugby? Um, but and it was difficult in some respects, but it's also a bit of a no-brainer because it's such a brilliant opportunity across here. Um, you're in a, a province that's so proud of its rugby team. Um, it's had a tough couple of years, as I say, but you've got the ability to come in and make a real impact and put your own stamp on things, and 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 it's been everything I hoped for and and, and wanted around that anyway so an easy decision as well as being a difficult decision in some respects if that makes any sense whatsoever <laughs> yeah. um, were there people who thought you, you're mad you're, you, they've, look what's happened off the field look what's, what's been like on the field for the last couple were there some people that thought you're, you're, you're mad to go over there and take that role um, I don't think so I, th- I think everyone everyone wanted to move on from what had happened um, and, and, and I think uh, it had clearly been a very, very difficult time. Um, and I, I didn't get a sense of, I know Ulster's been labelled as a basket case before, but I didn't get any sense of that coming in. I think people just, people wanted change and they wanted a fresh start. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was important to, 
that I recognised that, that, that we weren't going to get bogged down in historical issues. There was a real desire to actually, right, let's pick this place up by the bootstraps and, and, and get on with it. Um, and you're looking at a time of fairly significant change on and off the field, uh, and, and that's difficult. But um, when, I, when I'd had a look at it and, and, and spoken to the people that I, that, that I trusted, you see the opportunity here and you see the potential and the desire and the warmth for this club and for the sport to get back to where it to, to where it should be, um, and uh, uh, and uh, and that for me was both an interesting challenge and an exciting place to exciting place to be. And um, I, so again, it wasn't something that I was warned off at all. And I think even if I had been warned warned off it. Um, I'd done enough research myself to know that this was the right thing for me, mm-hmm. and that it, that it would be the right thing for the club as well. And and I think important in coming into it that you uh, you show that you're uh, that, that you're embracing it. Um, so I, um, that's a, uh, that's a big thing for me. That rather than a lot of people asked when I was when I, I was going to take it, are you? Are you just going to commute from Scotland back and forth? I'm sure you're going to do that, but but actually across here, if if you're in it, you're in it. So that means right. Well, I'm upping sticks and I'm moving my family across here, um, because I care about it, um, and it's not a nine to five job, um, and I want to demonstrate to people that that I, I I want to grab hold of this place, and that's not someone that's going to be here Monday to Thursday, and then is. Disappearing back off to Scotland for the for, for the weekend, you need to be present, um, and you need to be prepared to get your sleeves rolled up and get on with it. And it was important for me to demonstrate that coming into it. So what, what we talked earlier on um, b- before we, we we started recording that I was in this office when your predecessor mm. took up the role, and he said that he wanted to Elster to be top of Europe and then uh, top of the world eventually. What what are what are your plans? What are your hopes, I suppose, on the field? And then, I suppose, separately um, from the kind of the, the corporate angle of it, yeah. the, the, that, that side of the business has been, come on dramatically over the last few years. Um, has, and where yeah. do you go with that? Uh, I mean, I think the, you, you've. it's important to manage expectations a little bit because um, I, um, returning the club to former glories or, 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 or taking it on a... On a growth phase is, is is not a straightforward thing to thing to do, um, and we need to prioritise around that. And for people to understand that there is a a journey to be uh, to, to to be taken. So, I'm not someone that's going to be setting out like um, where we're going to be in, in 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 five years' time. I'm very much of the view that well, everyone knows what a successful rugby club looks like. You've got a packed stadium. Um, you've got uh, fans that are happy. You've got a team that's winning on the field. Um, and and you've got people interested in the sport and wanting to play the sport. It's pretty straightforward in that respect. So so from my view, there's more looking at this from what are the practical and pragmatic steps that we need to take now to drive positive change in the business. And I think um, uh, you can't get distracted. The the and for me as a um, I guess something of an egomaniac, the the it's difficult to. To get to get round the fact that the thing that has the biggest effect, the biggest effect on my business is the thing for which I have the least control, and that's the performance on the field. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, the influence that you can have is making sure that a you've got the right staff in place and the right players in place, and you invest in that. 
but also they've got all the tools that they need to get on and do the job and you're creating the right performance environment for them. Um, and, and if you can get that right, and I feel like we are getting that right with Dan McFarlane being in there and mm-hmm. the, the, the way the team is developing with the youngsters coming through, as well as some of our recruits, um, then that gives oxygen to everything else that you do. And it drives your, your sponsorship program. It drives your ticket sales. It drives kids wanting to, to get out and, and be Ian Henderson or Jacob Stockdale. Um, so you need to get that bit right, first yeah. of all, to, to, do ever, to do everything else. But you also need to be in a position where you make hay when the sun shines as well. So all the other aspects of the running of the organization, you need to um, uh, you need to put in place and put in place those pragmatic things that are going to every day start to start to inch us forward. Because if we get those foundations right and we get all the bits and pieces right, then we know what it's going to look like when it's successful, and yeah. it'll be great when it gets there. Yeah. And I think aside from anything, from from the, so there's there's obviously putting in place all those various bits within my team and within the various parts of the sport. Um, but there's also for me, I think, an importance in being the focal point of that. Um, that there needs to be, and I feel like people want there to be someone that's standing out in front and saying, "Get behind me," because this is where we're going. Mm-hmm. And it's not to do that in a way that's making bold proclamations around anything. It's uh it's follow me. Um, and, 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 and I think it's important to do that. And not everyone's going to agree with every decision you make, but you largely get the feeling here in, in, in Northern Ireland and in, in the broader Ulster province that they just want someone to make a decision. So they might not agree with it, but they'll respect it. And, and if you're making decisions for the right reason and that's demonstrably for the benefit and for the betterment of the club and the sport, then people largely will get alongside that, and I'm very much finding that in the way that I operate, and I and I enjoy being able to being able to do that. It's not an easy place at times, yeah. um, and it's not an easy environment, and everyone's got an opinion on what's right and wrong. But uh, but that that's part of it, and you've got to be prepared to listen. You've got to be engaging with uh, 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 with the right people, um, and be prepared to speak to people and listen to people's ills and uh, and and uh, and still have your own mind as to what's the right way forward and get on with it. So it's been the right thing for me, and I'm and, and I'm loving being here. And is that why you get out into the crowd on a on a Friday night, or you know, to to, to hear what they're saying to get some feedback? Yeah, from them? I mean, I I I, I floated about the floated about the stadium. Yeah, I've spent a couple of matches in about the terracing because you kind of wanted to get a bit of a sense of what the experience yeah. was like from that. But but equally, I I, I away from match nights here, I've uh, been out to watch rugby at, at, at every level across the province. Um, so. And that's going out and watching a watching a schools match on a on, on a Saturday morning, and not because I've got an official invite there. I just I'll just go and stand on the sidelines, yeah. and you do get some strange looks of kind of a what, what are you doing here? <laughs> um, but it's important to me and, and uh, to 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 go out and see what's happening, and for people to to to, to know that I'm that I'm there. Um, and if they want to ask me questions about things, then I'll answer. I'll yeah. probably answer too frankly in some respects, but. Um, I, 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 that's that's the way I am, and it's important to me to be authentic in the way that I the way that I lead this, um, do it the way that I feel is right, and be myself in that. And that's that's, mm. that's a big part of how I how I tend to how I tend to go. So I, I have an idea how you could get even closer to the crowd if if you took the the Sparky um, suit 
Let's not go that far. Let's oh, not go that far. Right. So I've, I'm reliably informed that I, I, I will not fit in the Sparta <laughs> suits, uh, for, for, for which I am eternally grateful <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. so, I think that was um, one of the job criteria, was it? <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't see that on yeah, the specific job yeah. description around this anyway. So, But... Uh, who knows if things get tough? I might be best hidden in a mascot uniform, so people don't actually know it's me anyway. So, but uh, no, I've not, uh, I've not quite extended my want to 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 understand the whole organisation to wanting to get inside the Sparky uniform anyway. So, um, but also clearly for any kids that are listening, Sparky is a is, is a real life thing rather right, than indeed, a, rather indeed. than a, rather than a mascot indeed. anyway. So, yes. but. Uh, so no, so it's been it's it's, it's been great. There's, there's, listen, there there is loads to do, and it's important to to, to break it down and and uh, uh, and deal with the priorities because you can get lost and there just being so much stuff to to, to attend to. But um, um, that's where it's important to be grounded in the practical and look at what's deliverable over the course of the next few while and, and push it in the right direction and, and hopefully have in the meantime a team that's that's out there winning on the field in front of a in front of a packed Kingspan Stadium. Johnny Petrie, that's a nice way to end, I think. Um, thanks so much for your time today. It's My pleasure. fascinating hearing your, your, your journey, and thanks for, for talking us through it. My pleasure.